It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans. Let's do it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. I come from the northern town of Ghoul. And you might be able to tell from my accent, I come from Hull. And to our shame, we have been living in London now for ages. Too long, and we want to catch up with all the news that's been going on up north. This is Northern Northern News. Welcome to Northern News Podcast with me, Amy Gledhill. And me, Ian Smith. Nice to see you, Ian. It's good to see you. It's bloody good to see you. It's good to finally get to meet you. (laughs) We've been doing this via holograms. Yeah. But today we're in person. Yeah, bloody realistic, these holograms. Yeah. But they've started malfunctioning because we come into the studio today and a lot of our holograms are saying, why can't we go outside? So they've started to think they're real people. So to we've had to start. unplug them. <laughs> Why not? Don't unplug me. Bang, you're gone. No, thank you. I'll do it in person. <laughs> no, thank you. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be really honest. We have both drank some flavoured water today mm. that we are not 100% sure doesn't contain some sort of hallucinogenic drug. Oh, yeah. Magical mushrooms or something. Mushrooms. Yeah. Is that how you pronounce it? Mushrooms. Have you had a good week, Ian? Yes, I would say I've had a good week. But this morning, on the Uh way to the podcast studio, I felt a little judged. I was on the train. There was a woman who was playing music, no headphones. Hate that. I thought, oh, she's got them plugged in. She she didn't realise she hasn't done it properly. She's just playing music. So people were starting to look around going, who's this moron? But I had my laptop out, getting some stories up for the podcast, working hard. And um, people were looking over because they saw a laptop and thought, it's, it's this guy. But the music that was being played made me feel really insulted that they thought it was me. 
It was either like really upbeat pop music or stuff with a drop. Do you know what I mean? So like, I'm sat just working on a laptop and they think I'm listening to and they're like going. And so people are looking over at me and tutting. I'm like, hey, look, I'm getting involved in the tuts. My, my music me. doesn't involve drops. Yeah. Mine maintains a steady mm. velocity. That's I not why. said that. <laughs> so steady velocity. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? What's that? Tempo? What's the, what's the opposite of not, not dropping? Staying? Staying? <laughs> my music stays. Here it comes. It's going to stay the same. Here we go. It's staying the same. It's never changing. Here we go. It's still the same. Right to the end and the song's finished. That's what I want. Yeah, my music gets picked up. It gets dropped. <laughs> it's mine scraped off the floor. Yeah. yeah, I should have put on some of the sad folk music I listened to. But like, hey, no, this is me. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Oh, God. I love a bit of sad folk, mate. It really gets me pumped. I like playing it on a train. Mm, what, loud? Yeah, loud as I can. Sad as I can. Loud yes. as I can. Never <laughs> dropping a beat. It's a cappella all the way. Sometimes not even in instruments. Sometimes not even singing. Mm. It's just the vibe of it. Yeah. <laughs> just pumping some sad like sound effects in the room or something. Oh. <laughs> I've got my now that's what I call sighing sound effects. 45. <laughs> track two. <sighs> <laughs> On to track three. <laughs> Just, uh, track six, an absolute banger. Here we go. <laughs> These are incredible. I might do, I might release that as an album. Ian Size. The Psy Guy. Yeah. I'm the Psy Guy. Pick your Psy. <laughs> Small, medium, or large. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Well, this has been an opening that really tests the listener, I think. Yeah, I think it does. I think they're all making exactly the noises that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but we can save the day with Amy. What have you been doing this week? Well, you've done trains. I'm doing bloody planes, mate, if you can what? believe such a thing. I've been on a plane this week. I never go on planes. Nice. Where, where to? Oh, it's Belfast. Big one? A big one. And I flew from Gatwick. A man in the terminal, which is what I like to call indoors, mm. right? Yeah. Spat on the floor. Oh. Indoor. I've never seen it done before. Spitting is an outdoor activity if it is to be done at all. <laughs> oh, I can't stand it. For the first time, I don't I think I was having a bit of a I was in a bit of a mood and I'm not going to lie. Okay. And I was walking from the tube station home and this man like hocked up Ugh. some stuff and spat it like right near me and I just went you're disgusting. Oh, I've wow. Ne I've never said that to anyone Confronted before. him. I said, you're disgusting. And there must have been lots of opportunities for you to say that in the past. Oh, in the past people are past disgusting. Past 10 minutes, could have, could have said it a few times. But I didn't. I chose not to because <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, but I just, obviously, that's the thought I would always have. Him. And when yeah, anyone just spits out. on the ground outside, it, I think it's awful. Mm. And um, unless, like, I don't know, I think I've spat when, you know, a fly's gone in your mouth and you go, oh. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? But that's it. Oh, yeah. my God, a fly went into my eye. Oh, Ian, a fly went into my eye. Oh, no. And I felt it go into my eye, and then I couldn't see it. Oh, it couldn't gone, see it, it, but it was in it your... It's gone behind my oh, eye. Oh, no. And where is it now? It's just in your head. Yeah, it's, it's in your brain. Yeah, controlling everything I say and do. <laughs> no, I got it out eventually, but I was oh. so freaked out seeing yeah. it come crawling from behind my eye. It wasn't dead, Ian. Oh. It was one of the worst things that's ever happened. Crawled out your eye. Yeah. 
and that I don't think is as disgusting as someone spitting on the street yeah, when, they, yeah. when it's not a medical emergency. Yeah. Well, if you ever meet Amy, don't spit. That's what we've learned. Don't spit on the floor. Come on. That's me up, Pop. As we talk about spitting, what new stories have been spat from the mouth of Go on, uh, news? Ah, disappointing end, I thought that was. Oh. So good. So- <laughs> what a sigh. Okay, so I've got a story from the Cumberland News. Oh, I can't hear the word Cumberland without thinking of a sausage. I would never in a million years expect that to happen. Yeah, I'm thinking of Me those like, big round ones. Of course you are, because you're a normal, decent yeah. human being. Whoever did that as a hero, I'd been like, I'm not doing long sausages, I'm curling them into a spiral. <laughs> yeah, the first person to bring a Cumberland sausage to, like, Sausage Makers Club. Yeah. I presume right. they've got a club. Yeah. <laughs> are you all right, Kevin? What are you doing with that? you never seen a spiral before. <laughs> you never been hypnotised. Brings it into Sausage Club. Yeah. Or Square Sausage. You ever had a Square Sausage? Um, I can't say, have you? They call it Lawn Sausage. It's like Scottish. I don't oh, think no. so. What else could you have? Like a Toblerone chip? Oh, yeah. What with the little ridges? Mm. Yeah. At the airport. This is why I thought about it, because at the airport, I bought my boyfriend a, a large Toblerone. They're actually impossible to eat. No, they're not impossible to eat. Obviously, we ate it, but it's not a comfortable yeah. shape. For a human mouth. But are you doing it taking... in one? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you, even breaking it off is not the easiest. Yeah, yeah, they're solid. Why is it so tricky? I don't know. They've designed it. Is it Toblerone. It's a mountain. Oh, yeah, it's it's to look like the distinctive um, mountainous homeland and the Matterhorn in particular. I think you can love the Matterhorn. I think you can respect the Matterhorn. I don't think you should attempt to eat the Matterhorn. Yeah. The article, it's good news. You'll be happy to hear Good news from Carlisle Cricket Club. Oh, yes. Because Carlisle Cricket Club yields yet more incredible Roman history. Ooh. Yeah, some big old stone heads have been found. Like massive, not massive, but big weighty stone heads. But the reason I liked it is because I've read the article. It's not mentioned in the article anywhere. But one of the heads, I think, really looks like Elvis. It does, yeah. Like Easter Island, but like Statue of Elvis. Elvis. Oh, it begs the question. How long has Elvis been around? When did the king first appear? Mm. So they've they've dug up these. Everyone's over the moon with this, yeah, Ian. You so like be. to me and you, you think, yeah, lovely, lovely head that you found there. But mm. it's a real big deal. I have to be honest, you know when you go around a museum and then there's a the bit with the pottery, I go straight through that room. Yeah. I fucking march through that I've room. I've got to be honest, I've got, don't, I couldn't give less of a fuck about pottery. <laughs> go to the Natural History Museum or whatever it is and like, oh, Get me and through. coins, I'll be like, no. yeah, I don't mind, no, I don't mind coins. Oh, you like coins? Because I'm like, <sighs> fucking bit of, bit, bit, bit of bling. You just think, fucking oh, hell, I've had all them. I'd be worth a bit, me. But with pottery, be like, what am I going to do? Trade this for a fucking Twix or something. I've never known anyone go to a museum and assess it in terms of how much they could trade the item for. Like, if it's yeah, impressive or not. How many Twixes is what I'm going for. How many Twi? I've got a T-Rex uh, skeleton <laughs> here. How much of your produce are you giving me for that? I'm looking for at least uh, two mini egg Easter eggs. <laughs> yes, I will, except one. <laughs> well, anyway. They're, they're happy with their heads, sir. They are over the moon with their heads. So the article starts with this sentence... 
it's a find that most archaeologists can only dream of. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Elvis. You found the head of Elvis, the stone head of Elvis. Mm. Yes, a, I mean, it's quick, easy quick to find club. the head of Elvis, but it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it is easy. Has he been buried? I don't know. You're the one that's saying it's easy. You tell mm, well, me. Yeah, yeah, maybe not then, actually. Also, is he where they say he is? Maybe he's been cremated. Maybe he's... Um, do people have fake burial places if they're that famous? A lot of people switch the head before they're buried because <laughs> they don't want people to take it like these ones. That's probably what they've come across is some bodies so old that even the bones have, like, decomposed and um, there's just a stone head left. Because at the time, that would have been considered a realistic depiction of a head. People's heads were different back then. I appreciate what you've tried to... Well, you never heard history to... before. <laughs> But what were these? Like, what were they used for? Well, they're made of sandstone. They're two feet high, and they were just ornamental. Mm. I can't see me having it, like you know, in my bathroom or something. Yeah, two, two feet high is big for a head. It is big. If you had a two foot high head in real life, yeah, people would talk about you. Do you think in a good yeah. way or a bad way? Well, maybe not even in a bad way, but it would like you see Amy Gladys. She got a two foot head. <laughs> Her head's two foot. I measured it when she was sleeping. How big is how big is a head? A foot? According to Wikipedia, uh, oh, circumference. I'm not interested in circumference. Well, let's just say all heads are beautiful. Big or small. I'm going to say if your head is two feet tall and made of sandstone, get it checked. Yeah, yeah. Minimum, get yourself get to the doctor's there. Get some cream. Yeah. Very dry. Oh, God. In the article. So, that, so they're saying that they think these heads aren't, Elvis. They think it might be a royal couple that's visited. Okay. Yeah, with the big, big yeah. royal couple heads. And Frank, who's one of the archaeologists, said when he's recalling that his first glimpse of the heads, he said, it sent tingles down my spine. As an archaeologist, this is what you live to find. We've been very lucky. And just to see the pure of everyone involved was wonderful. Now, I think a word's missing from that. Just to see the pure. Yeah. Can I have a look at your pure? Yeah. It's got to be excitement, hasn't it? Yeah. It would be mad if They've it was had anger. a nightmare at the Cumberland sausage press or whatever it is. <laughs> We've been very lucky. And just to see the pure happiness, excitement, mm. horniness, it does Could look be. like Elvis, was wonderful. And it says the project has become a community and it... Really does feel like this. Over 100 people have volunteered in this project to just dig stuff up and, and see what they can find. Now, our friend, friend of the show, Chris Cantrell, who's been a guest and lives yeah. in Cumbria, when I visit him, he's always wanging on about Roman stuff. They find so much bloody yeah. Roman stuff there. It's like in everybody's gardens. It's everywhere. I'd love that. Would you? I'd have a bit of Roman stuff in my garden. You probably do, if you go down enough. Oh. What would you like to find most? Um, Probably would say, like, dinosaur or mythical beast. Imagine finding... Hang on. A, whoa, whoa, whoa. We a, said a, Roman stuff. What would you like to find? Straight away, first thing, dinosaur or mythical beast. When were, the, <laughs> when were dinosaurs around? Just, Roman times? No way, Ian. Why not? <laughs> what happened? Well, when did Pompeii happen? No way. Bloody near the dinosaurs. They come. Pompeii is what killed the dinosaurs, wasn't it? No. Big explosion? No. Okay, no. Humans and dinosaurs have never coexisted. My history teachers have got a lot to answer for. <laughs> but whenever they show you how big a dinosaur is, they have a little human on the diagram. 
Yeah, that's the one picture they got. Yeah. That's it. Oh, Yorkshire puddings. You've got your historical artefact. I'm talking about a modern artefact that's to come. This is the Steel Man. So an update is issued on the future landmark in Yorkshire 10 years after the plan was first revealed. Um, a 32-metre-high sculpture is still nowhere to be seen more than 10 years after the initial designs were approved. And it's supposed to be like the Yorkshire equivalent of the Angel of the North. Ooh. That we're having our own steel man. The picture that it shows is of like a, a steel bloke <gasps> sat having a little look at stuff. Oh, I love that. Um, but 10 years and nothing's happened. But it, it did make me think... I. I remember as a kid, you drive past the Angel of the North yeah. and I'd think it looks majestic. <laughs> this big old rotting, um, rusty old woman. I just think it, it's not kind of awe-inspiring it, as a it child. It really does. It was like, just, you look so adorable in that moment. Pictured you as a child just going, it looks majestic. That's what we do. We'd drive up to see family in Edinburgh and we'd all we'd all walk past it and we'd all just go in, in unison, Majestic! <laughs> My dad's beeping his running down the windows. You look majestic! <laughs> like we appreciate that. Oh yeah. No, that's good. Um, it is, it's absolutely stunning. Yeah, but I'd love a Yorkshire one. Yeah. And that, so for for the people listening, he's sat overlooking He's overlooking Yorkshire. And he looks a little bit melancholic. Yeah. But in a beautiful way. He's sort of from behind. You can see him sat one arm sort of resting on his thigh. The other arm, you can't see where it is, but it looks like it's maybe like resting on his chin, like he's having a think. Oh, I love it. How did the Lord create such a beautiful industrial landscape? Yeah. Like Sheffield or wherever it's going to be. Yeah. If you were having like a big metal humanoid sculpture to yes. represent Yorkshire. Yes. What would you have? Angel of the North? I don't... I, yeah, it's majestic. But what's it representing? How many people have you seen in Newcastle who've got aeroplane wings for arms? Not doing loads, that? yeah. So what, loads. what pose do you think represents Yorkshire? I think they've sort of nailed it with that. There's something about him that mm, looks like a hard worker... On a break. ...who's having a break and a think, but he's got a very inviting lap. Oh, you'd get up, you'd, you'd sit on it. Hop on that lap in an instant if you mm. were invited. And I think that it's it. It's everything. It's bleak. It's warm. It's hardworking. It's down to earth. It's gritty. It's thoughtful. Oh, I think it's absolutely. Hell, okay, you love I think this. It's, it's the best thing I've ever seen. Really? I absolutely, yeah, think that's bloody gorgeous. Yeah, well, it says here. Yeah, I'm not too excited by it. It's been in the pipeline since 2012 when artist Stephen Meddy drew up his design. Uh, the delays caused by economic challenges such as Brexit and COVID. So basically, stupid Brexit and stupid COVID and the cost of living crisis means we don't get a big old steel humanoid looking over the motorway near Rotherham. And I don't know if there's been a worse thing to come from <laughs> us. That's really put, that's made me look back on COVID 19 and go, it was shit. It was shit that time. If they'd have said that about Brexit, like, oh, like people up north going, yeah, why, well, European laws, why, why shouldn't I vote for Brexit? Like, have a look at this. Wow, oh, that big steel bloke on his yeah. break. Yeah. Look at that if you vote for Brexit. 
Oh, made of steel as well, so close to Sheffield yeah. and Rotherham, with the big where they make or do whatever they do to steel. They're known for the steel works, but I don't know what they do to yeah, the steel. The, the facts in this episode have been atrocious, haven't they? What do you they? mean? <laughs> No, yeah, I take that back. Actually, uh, in my double act, we had we had a bit about the steelworks in Sheffield, but we just called them steel bangers. It's like an industrial. It's like brilliant. Mm. Oh, well, that statue's absolutely made my day. Just the no, thought fantastic. of it. Fantastic. What better statue have you ever seen? I can't think of one, actually. No, I'd like to see Christ the Redeemer. Oh yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. a lot about him. Christ. Yeah. Or the. Or Christ no, Redeemer. this Jesus fellow. Oh, yeah. I've been hearing lots about him recently. He's the one that's on the picture with the dinosaurs. He's the only the only human. Oh, yeah. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, learning a lot. Learning a lot. lot Pop of facts your kids in, in front of this podcast. Give them a pad and pen. <laughs> let them make some notes. Let them go to school. Let them make some mistakes and learn the hard way. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you heard who's died? And now it's time for our special guest, Alison Spittle, who, according Hello. to Wikipedia, Hello. You've jumped in, you've jumped you in on my on? fact, Alison. Oh, 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 you've wait, jumped wait, wait. all over my fact. <laughs> <laughs> the keenest guest we've ever had. I'll say sorry then. I'll let you fact it up, baby. <laughs> my two facts were going to be, one, on Wikipedia, you've got a pseudonym listed as Flapjack Lumberjack, and also you're listed as being born in Harrow, London. What? I'm a secret Londoner, like a secret millionaire on Channel 4. <laughs> yeah, I was born in London, moved to Ireland, had a big English accent, got that bullied out of me, and now delighted, kind of like ingrained into being Irish now. I uh, hate oh. the English, actually, so it's great. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. I really did. Yeah, well, thank, thanks, thanks for, for on. joining on. <laughs> I'd love to see you do comedy with a, a proper Cockney accent. Yeah, the person at my dad, wait there. Oh, what? How you doing? Well, that's my dad. My daddy's English. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, lads. This has nothing to do with Northern stuff. That's a sovereign man. <laughs> um, you do your podcast with a Northerner. You've got a Northern co-host in Kerry Katona. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kerry's amazing. Like, uh, she's from Warrington as well, which is like, that's in between Liverpool and Manchester, isn't it? Love it. Yes. She's got some amazing anecdotes. Mostly none of them get on air, to be honest with you. They're always libelous. 
<laughs> I love hearing them. I know so much about pop stars. Oh my yeah, God. I would love that. What would you say are Kerry's most northern traits? Like we're trying to work out what Ooh. northerners are quintessentially. I think northerners are similar to Irish people. Yeah. Like, as in, Northern English people and Irish people can't do enough for you. Like, hospitality yeah. is offered in real practical ways, like lifts and stuff. <laughs> yeah. When I was doing, like, my tour last year, if someone offered me a lift from my show, I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. And I saved so much money on taxis and just getting lifts <laughs> off people in the audience. Because I was like, I trust them because about six people know them. You know what I mean? Like, everybody, yeah. if, if I'm going to get killed by someone, the gossip will run around and they'll know who did it, you know? <laughs> I, I don't mind dying as long as it's fully avenged. Yes, like, of, course, I mean? of course. Yeah. Ideally, I don't want anyone I care about to die. Yeah. But I, yes. I, I would like to avenge a death. If it happens, I'd like to avenge It'd be quite time-consuming. What, avenging? Yeah. Mm. You're always dealing with someone to tell you to get therapy or whatever. Ignore them, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> get, it, get a sock, fill it with coins, have fun. Like, that's the way. You've got to get some merchandise, some T-shirts. <laughs> Three lines. Get a yeah. sock, fill it with coins, have some fun. Get out of Vengin. Got a sock. I had a windfall on the 2P machines. I'm going to Vengin. I would always be afraid of someone who's just staring into that 2P machine, rocking it back and forth, because mm. they are they are getting enough coins for a vengeance. Yeah. That's what's happening there. Because where else do you get coins? You're not going to go into a shop and be like, I've got a tenner, can you give me this in tens and fives and twos? Why do you want it in tens and fives and twos? Because I'm about to bludgeon someone. If someone, like, screws off the head of one of those, like, you know those massive guide dog coin things that you put the coin into their forehead? yeah. Like, if you see someone kicking that in, do not get involved because that's being used for something else, you know? Like, you need to leave it. Yeah. We hear you've got a family from the north. I do, yes. My granddad lives in, like, Lincolnshire and my granddad lives in, uh, well, she lives in Alford, which is near Skegness. Oh. I love it. Like, Skegness was, like, a, a big place where I used to go to when I was a kid and when I was a teenager. And you had... You had a story for us. From Lincolnshire, yeah. yeah. So, like, my granddad, every time I go up to him for the summer, he'll be telling me which movie star has been in Lincolnshire lately. But how he finds out is, like, in the local papers and stuff. And I remember the biggest film I think that was filmed in Lincolnshire was The Da Vinci Code. <gasps> oh, yeah. Was that filmed in Lincolnshire? Yeah. Like, the Westminster Abbey bits, right? Yeah. That's Lincolnshire Cathedral, which is a top-class uh... cathedral. Oh, it is an absolute treat wow. for the eye. So <laughs> they pretended um, that Lincoln Cathedral was Westminster Abbey. Wow. And this is a local story. So I want to give you the full majesty of this headline. <laughs> so it says, The day that Tom Hanks stood next to me at a urinal, which <gasps> is an incredible headline. And wow. it's about this lad. He was, um, he was a student in Lincolnshire University. And he was an extra. Um, you had to wear a big wig. Um, I had a piss next to Timothy Spall. Did you? Yep. Were you wearing a wig? No. No wig. Raw hair. <laughs> Raw dog in your head. Yeah. This so this big wig, he does his wig next to the one, the only Tom Hanks. So these are the bits of information he says about we and beside Tom Hanks that they they both washed their hands, which is good. I was curious about that. <laughs> whether like, you know I just, and that's the annoying thing. If you were Tom Hanks as well, your toilet behaviour probably has to be on point all the time. Because you are Tom Hanks, people will remember. 
So if you're feeling a bit lazy and you're like, well, I didn't get any piss on my hands, I'll be fine. <laughs> you, re- you just, you really have to go to town, don't you? You, you do really, the first yeah. thing and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Washing right up to the elbows. You'd have to if you were yeah. Tom Hanks. You'd have to. Wash your face, wash your elbows. <laughs> Take your top off, full change of clothes. Burn your clothes in the bin. <laughs> I'll burn my clothes after every piss. I was in Castaway. I don't want to be Castaway. From society. <laughs> so, like, I, I was reading the article and I kind of felt bad because I was reading it and he's given all these little anecdotes about how kind Tom Hanks was, how he said thank you to everybody. And there was a part of me reading this going, Tell me what his cock was like. <laughs> what was Tom Hanks' cock like? If you were beside someone, you would look. You'd have a lot would of wouldn't you? You wouldn't even want to. But there'd be some no. part of you that would be so compelled. Yeah. You'd need to know. It's like your eyes are made out of magnets and he's got a metal dick. <laughs> you can't help. You can't draw yourself away. That sounds like the worst chat up line ever. <laughs> if I went up to Tom Hanks and was just like, my eyes are made of magnets and you have a metal dick. <laughs> Do you know what? This sounds like a, a wonderful day for that guy. Having a piss next to yeah. Tom Hanks, washing your hands with Tom Hanks. Wow. Wowee. Yeah. And that's what the North is like. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alison, thank you for joining us yeah. and giving us these Northern stories. Oh, yeah. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I love the podcast. It's really great. Oh, lovely to talk to you, Alison. Have a nice day. Bye. 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 Six pounds for a pint. Amy, what's been going on in Hull? In Hull, more good news. Yes. Yes. More good news. After such a sigh at the beginning of the episode, I thought, bring it up. Mm. Bring it up with a bit of good news. Finally, I'm thrilled to say... Hull Sex Shop has been given green light as long as... Oh, yeah. As long as what? Have a guess. Like, they won't let you have windows? Yeah, as long as nobody oh, really? can, can see in. Yeah, they seem to do it. Ah. Like, um, whenever you walk past, like, a sex shop, it's always just, like, it must be horrible working in a sex shop. No yeah. natural light coming in. It's just, yeah. like, blacked-out windows. It's like working at the York Dungeon. A sex dungeon. Yeah. Dungeons, by their very nature, aren't known to be yeah. flood with... Well, that's why they're not popular. Flooded with light. Mm. Fled. What is it? Fled, yes. Fled. Fled, Fled. With, Fled with loot. Fled with loot. If it's in the past tense. Dungeons are not known for being fled with loot. <laughs> and neither, neither, neither are sex shops. Mm. It would be hard working in one, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't know what time of day it was. No. i tell you what, though. If I worked in a sex shop, I'd get a big clock. Yeah. And I'd replace the hand with um, a big dildo and a little dildo. Brilliant. I'd have them going around. Big dildo and a little butt plug. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. What time is it? Um, well, the big dildo's at, at eight. Is that how you still tell the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't just look and go, oh, it's quarter past five, you have to go, right. Big hand is at the 15. Right. Interesting. And the little hand is just past the five. The plot thickens. Well, listen, how often do you get asked what the time is? Mm, I'd say once a week. It's not a big part of your life. No. So I just thought, why learn that when I can concentrate on more important things that come up all the time? Such as? Geography. Geography? Geography. What's that then? Um, places, where they are. 
capital cities. I know every capital city. I know Do every you really? flag. Yeah, name one. Albania. I don't know Albania. <laughs> but... Okay, well, I don't, like, come to you when you say something and go prove it. I just trust you. Okay, well, I do, I do trust you. Trust Thank you. Yeah, okay. But that's fantastic news. Yeah. The sex shop has already been there. It already exists. Oh. But there must have been some hoo-ha from the licensing committee mm. saying, do we continue with this? Do we? Should we? Can we? Dare we? And so they had to, yeah, go to Hull City Council. They had to go mm. to a committee. And you'll be happy to know there was no objections. Good. Not a single objection. Either that, like, from, from the, the homicide council? police or the public. Ah. If you were on like a little committee and no one's objected to it and you're the only one objecting, you'd yeah. look like the lady doth protest too much. You know what I mean? They'd be like, I trying to go, oh no, I, I wouldn't want anything like that. All a bit kinky for me. And everyone's going, <laughs> Sharon's a dogger. Yeah. Sharon's a definite dogger. Hundred percent I've seen Shazza on the CCTV of the old <laughs> dogging area. We've covered dogging. We know there's a lot of dogging. Yeah. The picture that they've chosen to accompany the article uh, features Tuesday, who is the manager. Uh, that's her wow. name. Wow. Yeah. What are you going to call your kid? Um. What day is it? <laughs> Tuesday. It's Friday. I don't like it. <laughs> Tuesday. I've never heard Tuesday, that before. I've never heard of it. We've got famously Wednesday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we've got the Saturdays. Yeah, it's not as weird as, as you think, really. <laughs> So the picture they've chosen to accompany it is her stood behind the counter underneath two posters. One says dot, 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 thrill me. Oh. Yeah, one says dot, 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 tease me. Oh. Two very different <laughs> options, eh? They could be, them oh noises could be the could B-sides. Ooze, yeah. For the B-side, Ian Smith ooze. <laughs> um, so Simply Pleasure is the shop. What I found interesting is the stipulations on opening hours. So the store is allowed to open 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. late, mm. Monday to Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sundays. But this is except for Christmas, Boxing Day, New Year's Day, Good Friday and Easter Sunday when it must close. Yeah. yeah. It must close on Easter Sunday. It's allowed to open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. the two Sundays ahead of Christmas. Oh, thank God. Gives people getting the presents in. You're getting your stocking fillers. <laughs> Just one stocking filler. 10 a.m. feels early to be going to a sex shop. Yeah, because it's who's going in at 10 a.m.? Yeah, setting your alarm. I want to get there first thing. <laughs> I want to get there first thing because I've got some plans for midday. <laughs> got a doctor's appointment at one. Get up, get to sex shop for 10. Bit of other shopping. Yeah. Doctor's shop. appointment. See if they can sew it up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of stitches. A preemptive doctor's appointment. <laughs> Well, if I'm in sex shop at 10, I will have some kind of medical injury <laughs> by one. Sew it up or get it out. That's what my two options are. You all right, Doc? Yeah, I went in this morning. Can you get it out, please? <laughs> You'd be easier going in fruit mouth. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Hey, up, Cock. Ian. Mm-hmm. We're having a bloody change. We're having a big change. I'm not going to do a ghoul story this week because you guys have been sending us stories in <gasps> and we're going to do a viewer-listener story. And first, we want to give a quick shout-out to one of the headlines we got. 
that was deemed potentially too upsetting to, <laughs> to go into. This story is from Mark, who saw, I won't tell you the exact, I will basically describe it. And listen, we're warning you, if you want to switch off for 10 seconds, here we go. A man had a seagull in one hand, he was watching pornography on a computer, and he he's, he's masturbated on the seagull. Thanks, Mark, for that. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> No, we do. We absolutely love that you're sending stories yeah. in. They're brilliant. They're so much fun. But so that, thanks for but that. But that's a tough one on the old psychology in it. To, yeah. um, it's a lot to go into. Yeah, because we couldn't work out why the two. Mm. And if you're using the pawn, leave the seagull be, innit? Yeah. Right. Well, that's why we're not talking about that story. <laughs> but we will be talking about this story. Here comes a story from Tom. And the headline is... Pensioner Pen's poem to Freezer Thieves. Lovely, creative, beautiful stuff. Shirley Royal, 78, has put pen to paper after the food she'd been stockpiling for Easter was stolen. Oh. Do you stockpile for Easter? Well, yeah, because the shops are shut. Sex shops don't open. Oh, yeah. What's in the freezer? But um, <laughs> she's penned a vengeful poem. The pen is mightier than the sword. Yeah. I remember a teacher once at school... He put that up on the thing. He's like, the pen is mightier than the sword. He was a weird teacher, this guy. He's like a substitute history teacher. And he's like, do you see the hidden meaning there? Do you see the hidden meaning? And he kept like looking and stuff. And then someone just went, penis. Because the pen is, and he's like, exactly. The penis mightier than the sword. Because then you can repopulate. If people are killed by the sword without a penis, you can't repopulate. Was he into men's rights or something? I don't know, but I don't think you should have said that to kids. <laughs> Try spot the hidden message, kids. That's right. Penis. Yeah, he, he was odd. Still, it stuck with you. Oh, yeah. Well, it does. It does. <laughs> stuff like that. Someone ever comes with a sword at you. Yeah. You know what you'll do. Yeah. Hey, tough shit. I got a penis. <laughs> Look at my willy. <laughs> that probably would make someone with a sword just be like, oh, I'm not even going to yeah. bother with this one. Do you want to read this poem? Yeah. I just think it'd be nice coming from your voice. Oh. This is Shirley's nice. poem. You'll give it the gravitas oh, it's quite of an in-demand actor. Okay. Shirley's poem. <clears throat> One night last week while fast asleep, a thieving kind of geezer crept about and helped himself to the contents of my freezer. He took the best cakes and meat, etc., but <laughs> thought to leave some bread. <laughs> If I could meet him, I would like to knock him on the head. To him, it might have been a joke. I hope each mouthful makes him choke. And oh, so fuck. to him, or her, or them. Don't think of coming back. Security has been improved to save us from attack. What? Right, the last line. Oh, I guess it does rhyme a bit, but it gets quite sinister. As soon as I heard geezer, I knew what rhyming couplet was coming. <laughs> Right, the worst bit is etc. Go with that in a poem. No, leave that out. He took the best cakes, meat, etc. <laughs> um, now I can tell you, um, I'm not going to read it all because it's long, okay. but uh, another classic of going on chat GPT and just saying, can you write a poem about some criminals stealing food from a freezer that was being stockpiled for Easter? So you this put is all of that into chat yeah, GPT. Yeah. Wanted to make it specific. Right. So who's better? The old woman from Stockport or the ageless AI? In the twilight's hush, where shadows dance, a tale unfolds of criminals advance. With a frozen vault, secrets concealed, a feast prepared for Easter's sacred yield. Yeah, I'm sorry, she's got shit all over here. Um, 
Held within the grip of icy embrace lay provisions, hopes, and joys in place. A freezer, a fortress, it stood so strong. A sanctuary where nourishment belonged. It's genuinely beautiful. And this just comes up with it in less than a second. Yeah, yeah. Instantaneous. Oh About 12 verses here. What's the final verse? And is, it, so, is it as threatening? No, I tell you, it's solemn. Okay. And so, dear souls, let this tale remind the true joy in sharing, not what we find. For in our hearts the spirit will remain, even if the freezer's treasures we cannot attain. Fuck me, that AI is good, isn't it? Yeah. And then we're asked to do a haiku with the same sort of... Um, freezer bass. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen feast concealed, criminals' hunger unfolds, Easter's theft, hearts cold. <gasps> wow! That sent a, a shiver through me. Yeah. Shirley, if you're listening, I don't know, go to some kind of literary club or something... What's Try the and point? do a course. Why? Well, because if someone nicks stuff out of a freezer again. Oh, right. Yeah, fine. I thought you were going to say to be AI. I don't think any of us can. And yeah. our career and industry is dead. But surely the penis mightier than the sword. Mm. Do you think them thieves have. Where she published this? Do you think the thieves yeah. have seen it? Well, if, if they had, they would be ashamed of themselves. Yeah. Especially when they were, I hope you choke. Yeah, it's it got to hit dark. home. That. If she was to read a newspaper out in the next week, two criminals choke on supply of Easter frozen Easter food. <laughs> she's listening going like, good. No, she wouldn't. Not our Shirley. I'll have to see what poem she's written about it. She maybe, she, maybe, she, maybe she'll find out that it's been on here and she'll write a poem about us. I'd love that, Shirley. What rhymes with Ian? Full of beans? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, no! And we know that Ian's always full of beans. What's plebeian? Plebeian. I don't plebeian. think it's nice. No, probably not. <laughs> Ian, fuck me. This is why we need AI, innit? Yeah. What rhymes with Amy? Samey. Yeah, fine. Pay me. As I always say to Amy, why can you please pay me? Poems are hard. Shirley's Never done, done a poem. Shirley's done an absolute blinder yeah. there. She's a wizard. She's second only to Shakespeare. Uh, well, third. It goes Chat GPT. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare. Shakespeare Shirley, Shirley from Stockport. Yeah. And then I think, honestly, with, with our performance, Ian, I wouldn't even put us in the top 20 poets of all time, actually, with that. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but we couldn't think of one proper rhyming word. Yeah, but I think still, I'd put myself 16th. All right. Me 16th, Seamus Heaney 17th. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a beautiful story. Yep. And um, thank you for sending them in. Thank you so much for listening. And thanks to our special guest, Alison Spittle. Go check out her show in Edinburgh Festival. It's called Soup. Who doesn't like soup? I love a bit of soup and I love a bit of spittle. Yeah. If you want more content, you know what you have to do. You know what you have to do. Say it with us. Join. You've got to join oh. us. <laughs> our, our Patreon, Patreon or... or Apple subs. Yes, yes please. please. <laughs> <laughs> so thank Sorry, you very much. <laughs> I did quite well. <laughs> we did we did do quite well there. Oh. Thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute joy once again. Yeah. See you again next week for another Northern News. Thank Bye. you. Goodbye. Oh. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. It's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there.